Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said. Done. This is your mechanic that you sent them to. I'd like an understanding of what repairs have taken place. And... I want to see what they are. Why is your mechanic so bush league that he doesn't itemize what the stuff is? What is this? This is the plaintiff, Robert Johnson. He says he was unfairly taken advantage of by the defendant who sold him a junk car. He won't stand behind the sale or make good on the repairs it needs. And that's not right. Bottom line, he wants a refund because he was lied to and is suing for the $5,000 he's now owed. This is the defendant, Assad Fazal. He says the plaintiff is a young kid who doesn't know what he's doing. He didn't register the car in the required 45-day period, and it wouldn't pass inspection because it had no plates. He tried explaining things to the defendant. The guy's as stubborn as they come. Maybe the judge will be able to get through to him today. Oh, him a full refund? Yeah, right. He's accused of ripping off a kid. All parties, please are ready. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. You see, they come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Johnston, yes, you bought a car from the defendant, correct? Yes, Your Honor. How much did you pay? I paid $2,400. And what kind of car was it? It was a 2001 Mitsubishi Eclipse. What day did you purchase it? I purchased the car on October 3rd of 2019. All right. And what goes wrong with it? I took the car out of the dealership, ended up, drove it around for a bit of time, ended up the check engine light came on. Before I was even able to bring the car back to him, the car started leaking oil significantly. Okay. Yes. So what happened? Uh, he had said that the check engine light was due to an O2 You brought sensor. it to him? Yes. To an authorized mechanic that he had. Per, uh, the check that, engine light was due to what? Um, an O2 sensor that okay. was needed to be replaced that I was told that was already replaced. Okay. Had you already replaced the O2 sensor? O2 sensors were replaced on this Before car. Before he bought it. Correct. But that's now why the check engine light turned okay, on. Okay. Why was the check engine light so on? So on the day after he purchased the vehicle, he sent me a picture of the check engine light on, and he says, it, I filled up gas, I might have a loose gas cap. So I told him to come by, I will check it out, and that's what it was. It was because of the gas cap, the light So did came the on. check engine light go off? Correct. And then, then it went back on? Uh, yes, at okay, that point. Okay, and when it went back on, did he bring it back to you? 
I, I don't know about any time going back. Okay, so it goes back on, and what happens? When you you refer him to a mechanic, who is that mechanic? So it's a local mechanic that I deal you with. You do business. He All right, so do, why do you refer uh, him to the mechanic? Because of the oil leak complaint? No, because he wanted to do some exhaust work on the vehicle. What's exhaust so, work? So he wanted to change out the mufflers and on do what the car. with it. Uh, just to make it louder, customize it. Is that accurate? Uh, yes, Your Honor, but as well as I made sure that it was clear that any exhaust work that was to be done on the car, the oil leak was to be fixed first, which I do have to Okay, messages. here's what I want to understand, all right? Um, the oil leak, you take the car to the mechanic he directs you to, he, he says, this is a guy I do business with, take it over there. So you go over there and there's, what is it you have done by him first? Um, the first thing that we have done is the crankshaft seal. Okay. Is that crankshaft seal covered under warranty? Yep, and we paid for it. Okay. Is it true they paid for it? No, Your Honor. Okay. Who paid for it? Uh, it came out of my pocket, Your Honor. Okay. Do you have proof that you paid for it? Uh, yes. Do you have proof you paid for it? Well, when we... Yes or no? Do you have proof you paid for it? No. Okay. So show me the proof you paid for it, and how much was it? So the only thing I have that shows that I paid for work done was the 16th of October for $217 worth of work to be what, paid for. What does it say, though, was the work? Uh, it's just the bank statement, Your Honor. I, okay, only that's receipts. not going to help me. Where's your receipt from the mechanic so, that tells you what you had done? I don't have You're it. in court suing for that. Yes, Cost of repairs. How am, are you going to prove to me what was that the repair? See, he only has to pay for things that were covered under warranty. Right. You bought a used car, but you have a warranty. Right. It has to be in the first 30 days, and it has to be an engine and transmission problem because that's the only thing that you have warranted. So I need to see what the repairs were to divvy out what it is that's under your warranty and what it is that's your responsibility, you see? Yes. So how do you come to court without the actual receipt so from the guy that the only explains receipts, everything he did? The only receipts that were ever given to me was non-itemized receipts that didn't even uh, place prices or anything associated with those receipts. But why, why do you, you shouldn't permit that. You're young, how old are you? 22, you're Yeah, that's, that's a baby. But you know, you if, if, if you're gonna, some st he doesn't just have to pay for everything that goes wrong with the car. You know that, right? Understood, yes. Right, so you know when, when the guy's giving you that receipt, you say, oh, no, no, you need to itemize it so that we can now figure out what part is his and what part is mine. Show me whatever you got from, how long was the car at the mechanics? Uh, it's still there. It's still What? Current. Yes, Your Honor. Why is it still at the mechanics? I, we're waiting on information regarding a part, additional part that I need for it to pass the inspection. It's... Yeah. Okay, but the thing had passed inspection right before you sold it, right? Correct. We already did the inspection right before we sold what? it. What? How did it fail? Un uh, I couldn't tell you. The unfortunately part is You say check. that it's the exhaust that he put on. Correct. Is he... Uh, show me the failure. Um, Take your time. Don't panic. No, 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 Take Your Honor. I just... You don't have the failure. They ended up... The failed paperwork, they had taken it back the day... Who's they? Uh, Assad and the additional mechanics that were there. Did you during... take back a failed paperwork, a failure? No, that, that's not Okay, correct. so why would you release something that you need in order to pursue your case? Why would you hand it to other people? I mean, take a picture of it and send them the picture, but why would you release the actual paperwork? Who, who failed you? Um, the mechanic shop that it's still currently being at, that he's business person. Is part. that guy asking you to pick up your car or no? Um, he's actually not returning any of my phone calls, any of my texts. I have proof of that. He's left me on red multiple days now. Um, Assad had even texted me 
on the behalf of the mechanic. And when I reached out to the mechanic, dude, even after dude, that- This is your mechanic that you sent them to. I'd like to, an understanding of what repairs have taken place. And I want to see what they are. Why is your mechanic so bush league that he doesn't itemize what the stuff is? What is this? So, so it's not technically my mechanic. It's a mechanic I referred to. Okay, so uh, let me see what that mechanic has written up. You have something from him? So the first receipt he actually sent me was just a, a regular receipt. Let me saying, see it. I'll show it to you. So on the receipt, it states. It's just a piece of paper. And that's without, what he But sent this me. is not, not le like legit Correct. mechanical. You know, there's laws that govern when you're doing mechanical work on, on, on automobiles in New York. Like this is, what is this? That's all he sent me. He said, if you could pay for the oil leak, I said, okay, no problem. So this we'll, is we'll exhaust parts. Why would you be, I'm sorry. This is everything that he did at the mechanic. That the exhaust day. parts, exhaust labor, right. cam seal, pan gasket, oil change, fix trunk latch, install hatch something. Do you have that? It's a yellow piece of paper, it looks like this? Uh, yes, I have that one. Okay, That's let me see that. That's for the 515, correct? Yeah, good belt, good. Oh. Need struts and links. Okay, and that's $515. Correct. What there did you pay for? $135 for the, the cam seal and the oil gasket. And what did you pay? I actually paid the whole $515. I okay, paid, prove to me you paid the whole $515. I paid $300 cash. Proof to, okay, okay, you're going to need to show me receipts, son, and, and show me that you paid it. You show me that you paid it. We What's wrong went. with you people? You're in court. You don't think I'm going to ask you to prove your cases? Seriously, Correct. what do you think is, okay, I need you to stop, okay? I mean, you had, the time to help your son was before now. Is this your son, your boyfriend, who is he? Uh, son. Okay, um, you know, uh, you know, I don't understand. You walk in here with your hands like this and your hands like this and your poor mother stuck looking through paperwork. If you paid something, prove it. If you paid something, prove it. What's going on? Why would you think a judge is not going to ask you, prove you paid it? How could you think I'm not gonna ask you that if it's under the warranty? Um, I have proof that I paid $217 worth of that and the rest was in cash. Show it to me. The two for the BP. 217.25. This is just a text. Like where is the actual stuff? Uh, yeah, I don't know. What is your mom suggesting? Uh, no, my bank statement just came up, so I was just going to show you the actual bank statement. Okay, show me, now you're going to show me the actual bank statement, it's going to show a payment to Delta? No. Uh, what is it going to show a payment Delta, to? For whatever reason, that's the receipt paper they were using. The Delta is associated with the BP, so I'm not sure where they got their receipt paper from, but that was what was issued to me from BP. Mom, step up a second. Let me ask you a question. Have you gone with them to BP to see when the car is going to be released and what's going on? Yes, what do they tell you? Um, they basically said they had to take apart the engine two times to fix it. To fix what in it? The oil leak. There was a significant oil leak multiple times. Why would you have to open up an engine to fix an oil leak? They had to take it apart, do the seals. Okay, then I'm going to need the BP guy. So somebody is able is able, somebody able to get him on the phone? I don't. He he don't. He's he does not return my calls please. anymore. I call. You some, call him. Is this I, your phone? Correct. Okay. I call Hand him the phone. Get, stop talking. Get this guy on the phone. I need this guy on the phone. That's a big Thank you. Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. 
This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said, done. So she wants to speak to him. You want him to, to, to start the call, Your Honor, or do you want to start the call? I don't care. What do you think will be more effective? I, you okay. go ahead. <laughs> Is it on speaker? Hi, Sonny. Hi, Sonny. This is Judge Marilyn Melian from the People's Court. Yes. How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good. Uh, he's handed me his phone. We're here in the middle of our trial, and no one here knows what the heck is going on, so I want to hear it directly from you. All right, no problem. Okay, great. So he brings the car to you in October, and he asks you to for a different, like, souped-up or whatever exhaust system, correct? What else did he, what other work did you do on the car? Who paid for the oil leak? Assad paid for the oil leak. How much did he pay? Uh, I'm not in the office right now. I'm okay. Probably going through 500 probably. 500 for an oil leak? I'm not in the office. That's the thing. I'm Would an oil leak cost $500? That, that was probably the whole receipt, 500 How much is owed to you right now? Uh... His mom owes me a balance of 1100 Why his mom? Well, she said she was taking responsibility to pay the bills. Okay, so what you're saying is that this car owes you 1100 What is that 1100 for? Can you tell me? It was for a timing belt, water pump, timing belt, uh, crankshaft seals. Do you have a receipt you're looking at that you're reading off of? Yes. Can you do me a favor and will you text that to Assad's phone? Sure, I'll text right now. Text that right now, but don't hang up on me because you're the first person giving me information. Okay, just give me one second. Okay. Uh, did you get it? Hold on. That one says timing belt, water pump, and th and these were done on what date? Uh, the date that's on the receipt, like three or two days before that date. Okay, so this says date in 12-4, date due 12-4, but you think it went in... But definitely in December, not in October. Okay, Mr. Johnson, how would any of this that's still outstanding be his responsibility to pay if this is all stuff that happened after the 30-day warranty? So actually, from what I read on New York State, any vehicle under 80,000 miles, which was this vehicle, is covered under a 60-day warranty. And on top of that, this is a recurring issue that I've been bringing back the car for. Okay, so let me see where you brought it to Sonny or, where, or to... Sonny, right? Um, where you brought the stuff that you did in December, is that stuff that he had brought to you in October or November that you were redoing? No, it's just, it's just is this all new stuff? That's the new stuff. That's what it, that's okay, how are you going to prove, son, that it's recurring stuff when your own mechanic 
that you took it to, I know he referred you to him, but your own mechanic says this is new stuff. So how are you gonna prove that it's recurring stuff, son? So I have text messages, uh, contacts between Assad, the mechanic, and an additional mechanic that was working on the vehicle at the time. At what time? Uh, all through the recurring. Okay, instances. so you show me what you have in October and November. That would shed some light on whether this was recurring or not. Sonny, stay with me a second, can you? Okay. I thought you said you weren't at the shop. Who, me? Yeah. No, I'm at the shop working right now. Oh, well then how come you told me earlier I'm not at the shop when I asked you for something? No, no, I said I'm not in the office. Oh, okay, okay. I have uh, text messages dating back to the 20th uh, from one of the mechanics of why the car is still in the shop. And here's October Okay, 7th. give me one second, I'm sorry. And then, uh, yeah, October 7th. Okay, I'm sorry, Sonny, I do have a question. I see a text between you and him. Is it Sonny or Johnny? Uh, I believe that one's Johnny. Johnny's one of my workers. Okay, where one of your workers texts him on Halloween on October 31st, I have to kind of rebuild the upper half of the engine where the cams are. Yeah, the top intake has to come off, the valve cover gases have to come off. That's a different job, that was in the beginning. Right, and at the beginning, what was that, what job was that for? Those were a cam seal, Those were, that was an oil leak from the top that we had to change. Okay, so would that be on the bill that says 515 where it says cam seal and the other thing? Yeah, that's can seal. That's the that's the one that I saw took care of. Okay. So according to him, he paid you one hundred and thirty-five dollars. Um, okay, I got you. Give me two seconds. I'm almost done with you. I'm sorry. I appreciate your time. Okay, son, you have sent me um, texts that do nothing to help your case. They basically, you, you know, that you're getting him to agree to pay the exact things that he says he paid and that the, spell, that, that the mechanic says he paid. Everything else that you've done would either, it needs to be under the warranty period. I think I'm gonna go ahead and, I'm, I think I'm gonna go ahead and hang up with you, Sonny, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. All right, so now what I need from you is any bills that you maintain, he needs to pay under warranty because if he doesn't need to pay them under warranty, you need to pay them, and that's why you don't have a car, because you haven't paid them. We can't you're, register the vehicle, ma'am. You're, you're beyond, no, you can't, you don't have a vehicle. Not, not so I, I, you, whether you registered or not is like bizarre to me, because you've re, you have been driving the vehicle and bringing it in and out, according to the mechanic. Why didn't you register the vehicle before driving it? When I had purchased the vehicle, as soon as the check engine light came on, it was unfortunately already too late for me to go to DMV. On the next day that I was able to go to DMV, I had already brought the car to the mechanic. At that point, I was waiting for the car to be done. I'm sorry, do you need the car in order to register it? I didn't want to register anything until okay, the so car- Okay, so you chose not to register it, all right. And now, I saw, what was the deal with the registration? Like, I saw some fugazi, cock, <laughs> that, that's know, where all the issues text were. back and forth between you guys where you said, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll change the paperwork, we'll change the date Correct. so that you can register it. And did he ever bring you the paperwork? Yes. Or did, so, you ever, did you ever do that or what happened? So I told him, uh, I'll redo the paperwork because he passed the deadline to register the vehicle oh, within that's 45 days. He didn't register the vehicle in the 45 so, days. So we transferred his original plates onto the car. We gave him temporary registration, insurance, everything set to go. They go to the DMV December 19th. Why did you wait so long to go to the DMV? Uh, the first time I went to the DMV was the 29th 
unfortunately. Of what? Of November, when I had finally gotten the car back out of the shop, all the oil leaks at that point were completely You had the car done. more days than zero between October 3rd and November 20th. No, Your Honor, I was continually bringing the car back Continually means you have the car more days than zero. If you're going back and forth, which is exactly what your mechanic says, going back and forth, then you have the car more days than zero. Why didn't you register the car? You, wait, you let the thing expire. That is a you problem, it's not a him problem. Now, what has to happen now to resolve that? So yes. let's assume she pays the money. Correct. How is it that she can register the car? So I could redo the paperwork only if it passes emissions again. So emissions has to be done within 30 days. Within 30 days of what? Registration. No, but wait, what comes first? You do the paperwork. I can't do the paperwork until emissions passes again. And then if it passes what? And then I do the paperwork again, he is, he's able to register the vehicle. Okay, I am, I am making part of my order that you accommodate him that way. Correct. Can I okay. say something? Yeah. In order for the car to pass inspection, we need something called an EGR tube. Unfortunately, those parts are discontinued. I have a place that could make one. I've been texting Sonny for a long time asking him, please give okay, me dimensions. Okay, you got a lawsuit against Sonny then, but these that's, are things that no, are no, no, do no. not concern me. I don't me. want a lawsuit. We, well, I know, we I do. don't want a lawsuit either, we, but that's what I do all day. We're okay with taking the car. It's not even about the money. Well, well, wait, well like, it seems to be about the money because at well, some point, Sonny's gonna start charging you storage fees. You need to get the car out of there. And when when I was there and he and he did this receipt, I did try and give him a partial payment and he wouldn't accept it. Okay, and I don't now, know okay so now I do you have the $1,100? Because unless you're able to show to me that part of that bill is on him, you let me tell you what's not gonna happen. You're not gonna get your money back, all right? That's what fine. you have a right to is what you have a right to, which is 60 days of engine and transmission. Not anything else, just engine and transmission. So I look at the stuff you brought me and the the one thing I see that for sure has to do with engine and transmission is the stuff he already paid. So pay Sonny and get your car. The fact that you don't have the car is on you, not on him. Can I say one thing, please? You can. I would just like the measurements of that little part that we need. so well, that From we whom? Can, from Sonny, so that we okay, can just- Okay, you understand well, you're not suing Sonny, right? I don't, I don't so you you're gonna, you know, just, I, 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 I'm, I don't even, has he blocked you? What's going on? He, I keep texting and he just doesn't answer. Okay, get Sonny back on this phone. I want him back on, he's not gonna answer now. <laughs> Tom, it's you. <laughs> Text him and tell him, Sonny, I'm gonna call you now. It's not the judge, it's me. We'll take the car, we're fine with that. You can't take the car unless you pay for the car. Understood, I don't have a problem. So then, okay, wait, why do you even need Sonny? Because I need the measurements for that part. Why don't you just pay Sonny, take the car, and get the measurements because from your next mechanic? the car's not registered, there's no place on, we can't drive okay, it. Okay, the, these are all you problems, yeah. ma'am, because you guys had a certain that. amount of time to register it, and yeah. the car was in his possession, that. and Sonny Boy over here didn't get it registered, okay? Did he answer? He did? Yeah. All right. Sonny, I didn't think you were gonna answer, so I made him call you. I appreciate it. Listen up, There's she she says, I just need one favor from you. Apparently there's some part that the car won't pass inspection without that she knows a machine shop, I guess, that'll build it and she needs some measurements. Do you know what I'm talking about? The EGR tube. The EGR tube? EGR tube. 
Oh, yeah, you're going to have to get that on your own. All right, no, we're done. I got you, honey. Thank you. I got it. All right, no, we're done. Here's what's going to happen. You want your car, there are things you got to do. You got to pay Sonny. You got to get your car. You got to take it to a mechanic you like. And then you got to ask the mechanic to do all that because he's not going to take apart the motor in order to give you a measurement. That's not happening. I thought I could help you out with that, but I can't. Okay. He said he would. That's right. Okay, well, maybe that was before he you'd left the car there for all this time and not paid him. So now he's not I mean, so cooperative. Out to I don't want to hear another word. Okay. I'm done. Okay. So if you are unable to show to me, which I think you are, unable to show to me any other covered warranty expenses, then there's nothing else that you can get out of that man. So my verdict in this case is for the defendant. My advice to you is so that you do not lose all of your investment is that you pay Sonny and get the car away from him, get it towed to your mechanic and figure yourself out. Okay. I am asking you, whatever it is you can do to help this man register the car, Definitely. please do so you can help the man register the car. That's all we wanted. Well, I know, but no, that's not all you wanted. What you wanted, man, was $5,000 and the registration is a you problem, not a him problem, so it's mm -hmm. a favor, right? It's I'm a favor. Saying. Okay. But we weren't Good luck, everybody. Stop. Well, unfortunately for the plaintiff, this turned out to be a purchase of a car that became a headache for everybody involved. What are you going to do? I'm just going to fix the car, drive the car. Thank you. Well, you got to you got to pay the mechanic where the car is, right? Yes, it's all right. We'll figure it out. What have you learned from all of this? Uh, don't trust businessmen. Well, no, I mean he seems like a fairly good guy. All right, thank all right. you very much. Good luck to you. I'm sorry you're having problems. And Mr. Brazell, I'm sorry you've had problems too and got involved in this. You did uh, your part though, it seems like. I, I try to do everything I could to help him out. Okay. As far as getting it registered, you'll help him there too, Definitely. Right? Good Definitely. enough. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate you. your help. Okay, Harvey? Okay, Doug, look, we have talked about this before, but even when you buy a used car or truck or whatever, you have a right, even if they say it's an as-is sale, to say, nope, I want a warranty. Get a limited warranty if you want one, get something but you have a right to ask for it, even if they say as is. And if you feel uncomfortable about that and they won't do it, walk away. That will do it for this case, litigants, for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. This is the plaintiff, Maisha Clark. She says the defendant was her manager at a phone store they both worked at, and he accused her of stealing 450 bucks out of the cash register. She didn't steal a thing. She didn't close down the store, and he had no right deducting the 450 from her paycheck before she was fired. She's here in the good name of justice, suing for $5,000, the 450 the defendant took, plus pain and suffering. This is the defendant, Jamal Brown. He says he has video surveillance of the plaintiff going into the back room where the money is kept. The plaintiff acted in a suspicious manner. On the morning the theft was discovered, his manager told him to duck the money and fire her. So here they are. He's accused of a dastardly deduction. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff says the defendant was her manager and accused her of stealing from the phone store where she worked and took the money out of her pay. But the defendant yeah, says he has surveillance footage that shows she was the only one who could have done it. It's the case of I spy with my little eye. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, man. All right, so 
You used to work at a Cricket Wireless, correct? Yes. And what happened to you there that brings you to court? Well, I was fired from Cricket. Um, Why were you fired? Supposedly, from accusations, I supposedly took $450 out of a bank deposit. And did you? No. Okay, so not. what happens? How did they end up accusing you of it? Okay, so on, an, on or around, uh, I want to say like the 9th of November, I was on my shift. I worked 9.30 to 5 that day with another employee. That employee came in at around 12.45, and she was to close the store, which was at 7, 7.30. She, I worked my shift. I went home at 5. She was there until close. She counted the money down to make the deposit. All closers do at the end of the shift. Okay. She made the deposit. They show, it shows her on camera counting the money down in the front. She goes, I believe Is the she, money missing at that time? After she makes the deposit, supposedly. I wasn't there. After no, but she, I'm saying you just said the camera shows. So how do you know what the camera the front, shows? The camera in the front shows her counting the register down. Did you see the, the video from the camera in the I front? I did in the beginning, in the front. There's no cameras in the back. Okay, so how did you see the cameras? I was showed. Oh, because it became a big thing. Right. All right, so it shows her counting the money, and does it show how much money? No, it just okay. shows her counting the money. So you don't know if, it, if the money was missing at that One does not know by looking at that whether the money was missing then or not, correct? Correct. Okay, go on. So after, you know, the video shows her counting the money down. In this store, there's no cameras in the back where the money is to be deposited. The money, the money that's deposited for the bank uh, withdrawal, there's no lock, there's no safe. You're just depositing the money into a drawer in the okay. back where no cameras is pointing towards this drawer, no nothing. So I believe, I believe, I left, I'm not there. So she counted the money down and I'm guessing deposited it. I wasn't there, I don't know what happened. Okay, well why, um, so your position when she's working there is what? I'm the store manager. Okay, so what happens? How do you first get alerted to that something, oh, by the way, they docked you money, right? <clears throat> yes. Yeah, your last, they fired you, and then your last paycheck, they docked you $450, Absolutely. and that's why you're suing Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Not Cricket Wireless, but him. Absolutely. Okay, let's hear from you. Okay, so pretty much when it all boils down to it, how they figured out it was her or how they're, I'm guessing they're assuming it's her. First, had, for, who's they? You're the manager. Um, yeah, I'm just the store manager. Right, but above you're me. the guy on the ground. Who is they? Who are you referring to? They as the owner. The but owner the owner's of, not there. You're the guy making the decisions. No, I'm just the one reporting to the owner. The okay. owner at the end made the decision to take the 450. Okay, let me ask you a question, though. When you get there, when do you first get alerted to the, that there's missing money? How, do, how does okay, anybody so, figure it out? Yeah, so since I'm the store manager, every morning I come in before the store opens and I grab the deposit out of the back. Mm -hmm. And everyone knows that I actually get there before the store is open. So anybody, nobody's in there before me. So that morning it was traffic, it was accident, something happened, I ended up being late. Her and one other coworker were the only ones in the store at the beginning. So the only one that would have the opportunity to take the 450 would be her because she was the only one that came in before all of this happened. Well, how about the other person? The other person went in the back for less than five seconds, but it shows him on the camera. Okay, so is there a camera in the back? No. Where the money goes? No. And is it just put in a drawer? Yes. You're not a very good manager. That, that was never up to me. That was what they did before I got there, and I just continued right, I know, to do it. But, you know, you should be telling them, we need a safe. What is this? You know, you know with, I've been or one of those them. safes with just the slot in the top. It just gets put in there, and it can't get put out, you know? Yeah. I've been telling them from the get-go to yeah, do that for a long time. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Is the store still there? Um, No. 
What happened to the store? The owner actually shut down all of his stores. Because he was an owner, he shut down or sold? What do you mean? Uh, literally shut down. Literally. Like but one Cricket day, Wireless is still in business. Yeah, Cricket Wireless is self in business, but they're franchises. But these are franchises, so yes. he's closed all of his stores. Mm -hmm. So how is it, so you get there and, and how do you know, what is it you're comparing it to that you know 450 is missing? Um, pretty much at the end of the night when the person that closes put the money in the back, they have a receipt. Oh, so they it. wrote that there was X. How much did they write was in there? Oh, I'm not sure exactly the amount, but, but it was But would it be seven, thousands or what? No, it was around like seven or eight hundred. All right, and then so you're expecting seven or eight hundred, and then you go inside the envelope, and there's four hundred and fifty missing. Yes, okay. and it's only the big bills out of the whole deposit. Okay, got it. So then what happens? So pretty much, I run the cameras back. I look at it. Um, it does show her putting the money in the back like it was supposed to. The other employee that closed that night. And it shows her count out the right amount. You can see it on the camera in the front of the store, but when she puts it in the back, that's where there's no cameras. So the next morning, when we roll the cameras back, she opens up, Maisha opens the store, does what her normal routine is, goes in the back, and she's in the back for about like five, 10 minutes, and she leaves the store. When she leaves the store, she comes back and just works like it's a regular day. And later on down the line, when we asked her like, hey, and everybody basically thought that she took it. When I asked her why she left the store, she said she went to go to Dunkin' Donuts, which is across the parking lot from us and never came back with any Dunkin' Donuts. Doesn't have a cup, doesn't have food, doesn't have anything from there. So basically what we're assuming is she went in the back, seeing that I didn't make the deposit in the morning like I normally do, took the 450, left and put it in a car or did something with it and then came well, back. Well, maybe, maybe. Can I, I don't know, but how does, how does, you know, I understand why you fired her. You got a suspicion. I don't understand uh, who makes the decision to dock her the 450. Did you ever talk to Cricket Wireless? No. And when I asked, you know, about in the emails, it shows who, I asked them who took the 450. They told me Jamal took the 450. No, when, Jamal didn't take the 450. You are, you mean who asked for a deduction of my paycheck of <clears throat> 450 and the answer is he put in for a deduction of your paycheck of 450. But you know he's an employee. Right. But when Like why aren't you suing Cricket Wireless? I'm getting to that. So, when I went to go try to, you know, conjure up my evidence and all this stuff. Conjure? No, that's <laughs> well, not the right get, word. Get my get my get my evidence together. They told me like um, they told me, like, you know, they told me he made the deductions or whatever. He No, he didn't make the deductions. He authorized a deduction of your paycheck under the premise that you stole the money, which is what, according to him, he was ordered to do by the owner after consultation with the owner. Go on. Okay. So, well, the email stopped. So they just ignored you. But yeah. why didn't you sue them anyway? They yeah. exist. It's not like cricket went down. But when I went to figure out where, because when I filed, when I tried to file Where does your pay, do you have a copy of your paycheck? Yes. Let me see your paycheck. When I tried to file unemployment for this job, they told me um, we can't find S-Mobile in our system. Okay, we so your paycheck came from a different company? Right, that they could not find in the yeah. system. Yeah. So your paychecks did not come from Cricket? No, they came from S. Is that accurate? Yes. Yeah. And where is S Mobile? Good question. Oh, yeah. oh yes. um, I'm not exactly sure the 
full address of it, though. Yeah, well, I mean, I've got an address. On her, on her statement of earnings, there's an address. Did you attempt to have them served there? Yes, couldn't find that address. Did they close, do they have a headquarters still? Do they have other businesses they run out of there? Um, no, he ran a bunch of other cricket stores, and when he closed out ours, he also closed the other ones down in other states. And can I just piggyback yeah. off what he said? Okay, that morning, let me explain this. I came in the store. I opened up as usual. Like you said, there's no, from the camera that points towards the register, there's a door right behind the register. Beyond that door, there's no cameras. Who, we don't know if she made that. She might have said, listen, I'm going to count it down. The money is all there. I'll write on the receipt. Yeah, 700 and some change, and I'm going to put it in the bag. Who's to say the money was ever put back there? Right, but wouldn't she be the first suspect? If everything had gone as planned and he'd gotten there when he was supposed to, if she wrote 800 and he's there at 6 in the morning and there's not 800, wouldn't she be in trouble? Right, that's my question. Wouldn't she be in trouble? Right, but she. why would anybody steal the money then when you're the first, you're the only person they'll look at then? Because in the morning I open up, so why not? Why not? Why not put the blame on the person that's open up? Being that okay, well, yeah, I'm but they're no, gonna but see, see the person who opens up. Typically speaking, according to him, by the time they get there, he's already taken the money for the deposit. But he was late. I know, just that day. Though. Yeah, just that. In day. other words, so the night before, she's not clairvoyant. She doesn't know he's gonna be late. So she, in her mind, it, she'd be the prime suspect. He's not she? always on time. Let's just let's just throw that out there. He's not <laughs> always. He's not always did, on was time. Was did you have like some picture or something you wanted me to see that I hadn't seen yet? Um, it was just pictures of um, my my last paycheck that he gave me, which it was an envelope in cash. Mind you, I didn't get a um, the I last didn't get paycheck a, that he gave you. Yes. Okay. In an envelope, the cash was in an envelope. Okay. I didn't get the pay stub with the cash. I had right. to get an email to me. Right. And Why are you paying her in cash the last time that you see her? That's, I guess, just what they did. The last check for everybody was basically in cash. Sometimes Pretty much except for like, like me and one other time. employee. That company honestly just never had everything straight down forward, yeah, down pat. Right. So it was All times right. where checks came late, checks were put in cash, yeah. things like that. Here's a problem, Ms. Clark. Uh, you have a problem, and the problem is that you were docked pay by a company, and that company appears to be out of business. I don't know if they are or they aren't, but um, that doesn't magically give you a right to sue your direct supervisor who made a decision with an owner to cheat you, potentially, out of $450. I'm, I'm assuming everything you're saying is true. I'm going to assume they owe you the $450. Let's just start from Jump Street. I'm not trying to figure out if you stole $450. I, you know, I'm going to assume you didn't and that it was wrong of them to do. By the way, when did all this happen? November. You should file a lawsuit, like, right that second before they're closing. I did, and they told me. No, March not a lawsuit. You didn't file a lawsuit. Not did a you? lawsuit. I right, no, 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 but you needed a press, like, but even even if you had, if these guys were going out of business, I don't, you know, it would have taken a bit to get to court. It would have taken yeah. them. Yeah. They told me March I understand, but that doesn't, that's a you problem. You were working for a company that accused you of something, cheated you out of money, and then closed. That is a you problem. It is not a supervisor problem. He doesn't need to reach into his pocket and pull out $450 for the corporation he used to work for. He is an employee. He is acting in accordance with what's going on in his business. He is sheltered from being privately sued for acts that he conducts, unless he does something outside of the scope of his employment. But making 
judgment calls about who stole 450 is specifically within the confines of his employment. And, you know, whether the boss told him to or he c concluded that, that's still his protected conduct within his employment. If he's wrong, your remedy is to sue the company. It is never to sue him. Why do we have these laws? Because imagine if you worked for Bloomingdale's and somebody was angry that you wouldn't accept the return of something that was defective. And imagine if instead of suing Bloomingdale's for the $100 the item cost, they sued Myesha Clark. And you had to get a lawyer, you had to show up in court, you had to get dressed that day, you had to go, that's like we could never run commerce that way. So you can't sue him personally, you have to sue the company. Hopefully they have something else and are still in business, and if they're not, that is a problem for you though, it's not a problem for him. It doesn't mean he has to reach into his pocket. So you don't collect 450 from him, and hey, guess what? You also don't collect 4,450 for pain and suffering. Verdict for the defendant. So it doesn't work out for the plaintiff. In effect, you're suing the wrong person. Do you understand? Yes. Now you do. What are you going to do now? Anything? It's not really much that I can do. The company doesn't exist anymore, so. You're out. Sorry about that. It's okay. Okay. You learned a lesson. <laughs> Good for you. All right, Mr. Brown. Were you worried that, that you might be on the hook for this? Um, no. I knew from the get-go it didn't have nothing to do with me. I'm just a normal worker, exactly like the judge said. Yeah, so. yeah. She has to go towards the company. Okay, well, good enough. Thank you very right. much. Congratulations. Okay, good enough. Harvey? So I want to tell you something about uh, when you don't get paid what you deserve. Most states have labor commissions. And if you've been shorted on a check, go to the labor commission, file a complaint, because in some states, if the employer won't pay you within a certain period of time, usually 30 days, you can get a penalty on top of the money you're owed. Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized, on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said. Done.